Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, your French pen pal, Shane Todd. Guest episode this week. I haven't recorded it yet, but I have a feeling it's going to be a good time. We have a big favourite of the podcast on this week's episode. But before we get anywhere, let me plug the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash tea with me podcast. We do a bonus episode on a Monday. We do a live stream episode every Friday with a couple of comedians at 2pm. We did it. We did that public a few weeks ago. Everyone's like, this is unreal, you should do this all the time. We do, it's on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. We have other stuff on there like stand-up specials, vlogs, other things. And you can go back and listen to, what, a year's worth of stuff? More? Two years worth of stuff. Unreal. Patreon.com slash Podcast. I have just announced my tour. Tickets are on sale for my tour. And you can come and see me. I'm doing I'm doing two tours. I'm doing a tour of locally of Northern Ireland. And then I'm doing a tour of America. My Northern Ireland tour, I am do I'll run through this really quick. I'm doing third of June, Ballymena, 9th of June, Coleraine, tenth of June, Armagh, eleventh, Ballycastle, eighteenth, Downpatrick. 22nd, Derry, in the Millennium Forum, definitely come to that, and if you know anyone around Derry or whatever, tell them to come to that, because that venue is real, way bigger than I thought it was. It turns out that venue's way bigger than I had initially imagined, even though I've played there before, opening for Patrick Hilty, and I had a real bad one that night, but it's going to be a good time this time. On the 23rd of June, I'm doing the Bank in Newry, 29th, 30th, 1st and 2nd of June and July, the Opera House all sold out. But the 2nd and 3rd of September, I am also doing the Opera House and tickets are available for that. And I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you where I'm doing America, but I'll not even run through the dates because this is already taking too long. I'm doing a show in the United States of America. <laughs> what? The United States of America? Yeah, I'm doing a show in the USA, which stands for the United States of America in North America. And my... <laughs> My shows are starting on the 16th of March. I am doing San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, which a lot of people refer to as LA, Chicago, which I found out recently is not Chicago, Boston, Washington, DC, not any other, Washington, New York, and Woodlawn, which is also in New York. So come check those shows out. Tickets are on my social media platforms and in the description of this episode now i have a little something for you a little exclusive i can't say too much about what this is but there's something podcast related happening but i can't give away what it is all i'm saying is keep the 10th of march free but i can't tell you why but it's like i can't tell you why, but you imagine this podcast but you're there in person, and I can't tell you what it is we're doing. Imagine, because this podcast, you know, at the minute we're in the limelight, you know, people are talking about us, all that sort of thing. Limelight, 10th of March, can't tell you too much about it. Live podcast in the limelight, can't tell you too much about it. Bigger room, limelight one, can't tell you too much about it. Tickets may be coming on sale soon, and the patrons will get a wee heads up about that before anyone. Patreon.com says to me, podcast. We're sponsored, if you're still with us at this point, fucking fair play to you. We're sponsored by Punjana. Punjana. 
made by those uh, those folks over there at Thompson's Tea. And we got to visit their facility recently. Me and Dan. Mike wasn't there because he's, uh, he's banned. Because anytime Mike's around the tea factory, the guy pops a boner, right? And that's immature to say, but that is just a condition that he has, right? So the Thompsons, didn't, they, you know, they're too busy making tea. They don't want him walking about with the root, like knocking all the leaves off the table. Anyway, the Thompsons family have been making tea in Belfast since the 1800s. Crazy. The late 1800s. I didn't even know humans were around in the late 1800s, but it turns out they were. And Punjana is Northern Ireland's number one selling tea for good reason. Because Dan and I tasted a lot of teas in a really weird way. Right, not through our mouths, put it that way. <laughs> Dan enamored several breakfast teas. <laughs> Before we got the Thompsons too, which is weird. Just in his car on the way there. Dan, uh, Dan snorted a load of uh, a load of chamomile day. <laughs> Dan stuck Earl Grey up his arse. <laughs> and then tried some t- <laughs> Woo! Punjana. Northern Ireland's number one selling tea for good reason. It is elite. It is the best tasting tea. Keep drinking it. That's all our message is. Cheers to the Thompsons for sponsoring this podcast. We're also sponsored by Manscaped, who have pretty much been with us since the start. Manscaped is the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Right below the belt. You know what I'm saying. A little bit below the belt. Above the thighs. In front of, you know, around the genital area. Manscaped have you covered. They do the lawnmower 4.0, which I have up behind me. Wireless charging technology. It's an electric razor for your cock and balls. That's their that's their catchy slogan. Basically, you take care of yourself with all Manscaped products. If you're a, if you're a modern man, you know they've got ball cleanser, ball deodorant, ball wipes. They do a cologne. They essentially are your number. Your what's that thing? Your something something shop. People go. They're a one stop shop. They're a one-stop shop for everything male grooming related. We have a discount code Tea with Me for twenty percent off and free shipping. Which you is, is our guest here? Our guest here, but I said don't let him in until finished in the ads because he's got to put me off. So I'll, I'll I'll wrap this up. It links in the description. Tea with Me for twenty percent off and free shipping. Manscaped stuff is brilliant for if you're going somewhere traveling or a gift for a person. He's, he's coming up. Oh my God, he's coming up. I'm just going to say, what else? Is there anything else at the promote? Because, no? Merch is being reduced in price. Merch is being reduced in price. We'll put the link as well in the description. All right? Because this door's going to open at any point. My guest today is imminently about to walk into this room. His name is Patrick McDonald. He's a lovely young man from Belfast. And we're going to have some fun on the podcast. It, it feels like it's been ages since you've done this podcast. It has, mate. You fucking didn't get me back. <laughs> it's like trying to... <laughs> see, trying to book you, it's like trying to book Tupac. Am I the hardest? You're the hardest You're the hardest one to get. You probably could get Tupac before that. What? You probably could get Tupac. You, you like, not the real one, like the one from the New Lodge. Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you ever hear that story? No. <laughs> it was... Uh, 
There's a wee guy getting in the bike taxi one time and uh, he was like, Hey mate, do you listen to rap music? And I was like, no. no they normally get in the taxi and they would have went, what the hell are you on to? Or, yeah. you know, mate, how'd you get in this taxi lock? I want to get off a brew. Like, no shit like that. But he got in. Mate, do you listen to rap music? No, mate. Right. Do you listen to rap music? Oh, mate. Who do you listen to? Tupac. Tupac? Yes, I've heard of him. How does he listen to music right. when he's deaf? No, mate. This isn't. He's not deaf. This is fucking. This is New Lord's talk. Right, okay. This is when I talk like fucking. They've smoked that much that like there's a barrier in their throat or something. No, it's like they're trying to talk to you through a fucking egg box or something. Do you know what I mean? So he was so I fucking taking this fucking club it and he goes, I listen to Tupac because like see me and Tupac were like bros. Like I technically I fucking read a story and like when I read a story it just is me. Yeah. And I went what way? And he was like we're so connected. Like he was from wherever he was from. And I'm from New Lodge, same fucking place, like. <laughs> what, well, like, like Compton or wherever too? But I wherever he was, I don't know where he was from. He was telling me this date, and I was like, the New Lodge is exactly like that. I says, only one of them's in America, and one's here in Belfast. And he was like, I know, but like, the circumstances and everything was the same. Like, he had all the restrictions because of who he was, you know I mean? Because he was black, and I was like, oh. and I was like, you're black because you don't get wise. And he was like, so it was just, it went like that there, but he was convinced he was Tupac and then he started doing the raps. Oh no. Have you ever heard anybody from the Lodge that fucking is I don't know what the rap scene in the New Lodge is like, but I can't imagine it's it's that good like uh, well they're not making movies about it, do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this guy was convinced he was the fucking New Lodge Tupac like me and him, like, we should have met and all, like, we're, like, bros, we're so close, and just, I have so much connection to him, and I was like, you're, so, you're like, so far away from fucking being anything like Tupac, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The closest thing he is to Tupac's maybe the stuff that you put in your fucking car, he's <laughs> upon Tupac fucking stuff to fucking fix it or something. The new Lodge Tupac. The new Lodge Tupac. There'd be a few biggies about 100%. Oh, plenty of biggies, and that's just the waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's one to talk. Look at the size of that McDonald fella. He's talking about people being fat. Well, I'm trying, right? You're on the green. You're on the peppermint tea green tea. I've always no guests ever done that on in the history of the podcast. Sure, though. Peppermint tea. Peppermint it's a tea. It's a first. All, all the rad drink peppermint tea. <laughs> Why? Because it's green. Just sounds like a raw thing, doesn't it? Yeah. You just know, Jay. I'm like, give me a peppermint tea. Yeah. Fuck that fucking Tambari stuff. I would. I could. I would have seen him. Tea was sure, very strong. Tea was sure in a big sports direct. Well, I don't know if he'd be. No. No? No. And what the, like, what would the loyalist paramilitary drink? Earl Grey, come with me? Oh, they would be real. And, like, we chain of cups and all, like the Queen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though they're fucking hard loyalist bastards, it's like the proper tea with scones and all that there. Right. Oh, you can see Jolly and Earl Evans having tea parties, like, yeah. couldn't you? Yeah. With fucking Prince Charles and Diana cups and fucking trays and all, couldn't you? <laughs> They refuse to accept Camilla. Refuse. Oh, oh, I, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing a documentary about, I think it was about Johnny Adair, and it was on BBC, and they went, this is where Johnny, now I might have made this documentary up in my head, but they were like, this is where Johnny and his friends like to hang out, and it was a youth club, and they basically must have gone in about a week before it and went, get the fuck out all you, all the kids, and Johnny and his boys used to just sit in a youth club and meet there, and I don't know if this documentary, I don't know if it happened, but in my head it did. 
and it was just about it just followed them about and he was denying like obviously being involved in that sort of thing i don't think he was involved like i just think he was the fella that just wore a white t-shirt walking dogs up and down the shackle and everybody <laughs> just always with it you love the muscle fit t-shirt didn't he really the originator like, like if you look back on it like the 90s was very very white paramilitary gear was for the loyalists was, was white t-shirt stonewashed jeans yep or levi's and, and desert boots i'll tell you what brand i'll tell you what brand the t- uh jumper replay replay the i th- never i never had the money for a replay or fire trap i i'll tell you what happened to me i shaved the head but it was because david Beckham shaved his head right yeah, I mean, but I had hooped earrings and both ears, right? And I shaved my head, and I went to a local bar in West Belfast, and the guy went, "Where the fuck are you from?" And I went, "Grantia," and he went, "Grantia," in Bangor, and I went, "No," and the Glen Road, and he went, "Do the Hill Mary for me." <laughs> Not who's your dad and I watch school. Do a Hill Mary for me because you you had the loyalist. And look. I was mate, I was mate. It's fucking half twelve on a Sunday night. I'm looking to go in and drink a bottle of warm fucking old English in your fucking <laughs> establishment that's not registered and the fucking floor your feet stick to it. What the fuck? And he was like, I ain't your fucking Protestant. <laughs> and I was like, really? And I went home and told my dad. My dad just looked at me and went, well, I've been telling you for weeks. I fucking changed my fucking look off that. What did you go to? <laughs> fucking, probably something fucking worse. Probably a fucking brush down fucking... Culty look or something. Oh dear, I um, I've got a loads I want to talk to you about. One one thing is, uh you you last time have you seen me with a broken leg? You know I've been running about in the cast. In crutches. I haven't seen it. I've seen you happen on a video somebody showed me. Yeah. So that was it. Leg two and a half weeks ago when we recorded this broken leg, fibula smashed. <clears throat> Doctor didn't say it, but like, see, you need to stop fucking making up these stories about Johnny and Darren youth clubs, and they'll not get their leg broke. No, that's not what I got knee cuff for. I got knee cuff for selling the Avon. <laughs> Fuck, they're really strict down here, aren't they? I, <laughs> I uh, yeah, so I, I broke my fibula. Go in, they're like cast on for six weeks, probably, and then you'll start to you after another six weeks, you should be back to normal and walking. Went into the doctor yesterday, mm-hmm. two and a half weeks in the fracture clinic. I don't know if he was a doctor because he they took the cast off and I was waiting for a new cast or a boot and the guy went to start walking in. Although he turned he turned the X ray machine on uh, to show me or uh, you know the to see your X ray, show right. me the screen and he's like, Yeah, this ankle he's like, You've problems here. I was like, I'm here about my leg <coughs> and he he diagnosed me with a different ankle problem right. and I looked at my leg and went, Yeah, just basically start walking. Was he smoking a fag in the corner? He was drinking tea like a mechanic. He was, like, he was wearing a replay jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, that sounds like, no, here, mate, fuck all around me, your carburetor, but fuck me, I've just see your sauces hanging off the fucker, like, and you're like, no, come in about the carburetor, no, goes, no. Just start driving it. Just fucking, just drive it, just drive it mate, fuck it, but see, either. <laughs> it just shows you, but no matter what job you're in, like, you're under that, you're, you're going to expect to see somebody, like, my good for years, as you know, I've fucking suffered from it. I, right? I, I, I only know that gout is a modern day thing because you, like, I honestly thought gout yeah. was like a medieval thing, like trench foot and black lo- black plague. And it got to the stage where, like, I was going, was I Hitler in my last life here? Why am I getting this? Why am I being punished? Because it was like... What is I, gout? It's, it's crystals form. You don't pay shit out the crystals. That's the technical term. 
That was the doctor. That's the technical term? That's the technical term. That you was the doctor. So the doctor I went to see in West Belfast. That's the way he described it to me, right? You don't He's been working with the crystals. The, the, this doctor has been in West Belfast for 40 years. So I think he's sort of, he's got past the stage of telling people the real medical the fucking, terms of The changed. journal. Yes. So yeah, he was yeah. like, you're not patient out the crystals. <laughs> There's acid crystals. You're not patient them out. Goes into your joints. Your body throws fucking a load of shit around it. All inflammation. That's where the pain comes from. Yeah. You're drinking and eating shit, Paddy. You need to stop. That that was the that was what he said to me. Never really got the treatment sorted, and then went to a specialist there before Christmas, and he literally like you walked in, and he went dead easy. Need to be taken this tablet, this tablet, this tablet. Do this, do that for six months, then come off them tablets, then get a blood test. But you need to take those tablets, three of them a day, constantly for the rest of your life. That's it. And I haven't had a flare from it. Oh, right, okay. And I was like, I had to pay 250 quid to go and get told that. Best 250 quid. I had to pay them a grand to stop the pain. Because you were, like, struggling walking, and then you you were working full time and gigging at night. Yeah. And, like, that's a lot of, like, getting about. And obviously yeah. on stage, you're fucking standing up for an hour. Well, and you're I didn't even mean to st- But, I mean, literally, you couldn't put... See, good, you can't put the foot... Or the wherever it's sore, you can't put it down. So it's going to play with it in my knee. They should update the word for gout, because gout, it sounds really old. Mm-hmm. Like an old disease. Yeah. You know, can't put, like, a new term for it. Mm-hmm. Like S7. Or ZX3. You know, something modern. Ah, uh, I know what you mean. Gout. Gout. Yeah. Gout's out. <laughs> Big fucking insane rating. But you know, I think that's mad that two and a half weeks ago I broke my leg and now I said to the doctor, uh, is this you the most... Todd, of course you'd be I said that to him. Superman. I said, is this the most impressive thing you've ever seen since you've been a doctor? And he's an older sort of guy. And he said, no, but... I said, can I tell people it is? He went, well, yeah, I can't tell you because of the medical code he's not allowed sending. Right. Unreal. Like, I just, I'm just walking there. Oh, but I think it's all different kinds of breaks. Like, nope. Do you know what I mean? No, it's not. Just she and Just you break your leg, you don't break your leg. Um, he he said it might have been a stress fracture, and then he went, "No, it actually is a real break." Two and a half weeks later, I'm walking. Mm. I got my finger bit off like I swinging a hammer within two days. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Hanging off roofs like genuinely. And that what's mental is not a joke. No, you got your finger bit off, and I don't doubt on that a you Sunday night. And I was back at work. That's the worst time to get your finger bit off, is it? A Sunday Especially night. Especially because it was fucking giving the door up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We'd come back from the honeymoon. We were on our honeymoon, the fella had, his son had been killed doing the door and he was fucking talking to us the whole honeymoon, like, we were on a small island in the Maldives so we couldn't get away from him. Nice fella and all I went You went on your honeymoon with you, your wife and a guy? Yes, from London, just one oh, he was fella. there? No, he was there with right. his, uh, his mistress and, uh, <laughs> so he owned a French polishing firm in London and she was his secretary and he took her away. And his wife was or in Maybe they just needed to do loads of paperwork and fucking right. the Maldives, I don't know. But uh, no, his son had been killed and he was going to Andrew like, he shouldn't be doing the door. So she was going to me, you don't need to do the door, you've built a company, why the fuck are you doing the door? And I was like, I'll, I'll give it up, I'll give it up, give it up. So I was going, I came home, that was May. And this was July. And I was like, no, seriously, next two weeks I'm stopping. I don't care if you get anybody. Uh, How long had you been doing the door for? Ten years. And you were doing all different bars. Like, wasn't it a big stretch? First door I ever done was... An Irish bar in America. Right. Like, illegally, obviously. Were they easy to do? What was it like out there being a doorman? They were the here? easiest ones because right. the cops the cops actually sit outside bars and nightclubs when they're getting out and there's big crowds. Right. On purpose to yeah. clear the street. Whereas, you know, well, I suppose it's similar to what you would have had at the 
the egg and the bat. The cops used to sit there too because it was all students, young ones. Yeah, yeah. So similar to that in America. And then um, America is like guys had this guys had a full pint. I was I was in America and what happened was there was a guy acting a, a bollocks in the bar and the bar mom was he didn't know how to deal with him and I just grabbed him and put him out. Is he American? Yeah. And the guy was like, Yeah, that's scary or anything and I went, Fuck's sake, mate, he was just doing everybody's bollocks and he's drunk, do you know what I mean? It's once you put him out and lock that door, he's not coming back in again. He'll kick a door maybe for two minutes here, but he'll get fed up and smell the wawa across the street where the food is and he'll be away, do you know what I mean? Smell the wawa? Wawa over there is a spar. <laughs> That's what you call it. As in spar the shop? Like our spars and Sandra's over there, they're called the Yeah, Wawa. but you'd never say smell the spar. He'd be alright, he'll get tired and smell the spar. So what's that? What do you mean? Are they have they uh, like a del- the deli? Deli counter in the Wawa. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny you said the Wawa. That's just called I'm going to start using that phrase. I've never explained I'm what head, it is. I'm away down to Wawa here to get a pint of milk. He, he needs to go and smell the Wawa. <laughs> It's obviously an Indian thing or something, isn't it? Right. Uh, well. But uh, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. But uh, so that's what happened, and then I was over there and just done bits and pieces over there, and then came back here. And did you do all in America? Did you do all sorts of jobs? Different kinds of ones, right? Like what? Like all different ones. Can you, you can't say no. But the door. You were legal. Was just, I was just like Kaisen Hans, you know what I mean? Just whenever there was a Celtic match on or a Gaelic match and big crowds were coming in, Irish Nates, the guy was just like, you stand there. So it's just basically me standing in the bar, still getting paints, but I was getting money for doing right. the door. And then you so you were on you were on honeymoon talk and you were going to get the door says, up. Yes, and the guy because the guy was telling Andrea about his son Dan on it and stuff like that, he got stabbed in London and he was just like, Get him away from that and I came home and says that and then I get the finger bit off on the Sunday night. Um, which was two weeks before it was finishing. That's like a, a cop movie, you know, like the guy's about to retire and he's going on one last, one last case. Oh, but I wasn't even looking at case. Fucking head case just for me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? No, but by the way, people might not think you're being serious about the finger. Yeah. Google a it. Man, Google it. A man bit your finger off. Yeah. Because I remember when you first started doing stand-up and you were talking about it. My second gig, I probably spoke about it. In yeah. Dungan gig, I think, maybe? Yeah. And I, I, I think we all thought you, like the other comedians were like, oh, okay, like he's, that's a, yeah, that's so a bit. People sort of hear that story. Do you know? I thought you were doing, you know, like when people go like that, you know. People oh. ask for it, but then you show them it and then they're like, oh my God. Yeah. And then they Google it and they go, fuck. But it, if it hadn't happened, it's it's mad because I was angry for years about it, right? And really annoyed and like the court case and all it took three years to get it in. He got away with it. You know, I'm a scumbag. He was fucking not and that's the way it goes. Did but you say there's a video online of you doing like martial arts or karate or something? No, they, sh- they showed in court boxing stuff of me and fights and also my names on bills of fights. So what... There was a long list of things that happened in court. I mean, you could go into fucking 20 or 30. He had this barster that was just amazing. It was fucking this guy, McDonald. He's like fucking five grand a day. And he just he just went after everybody, no matter who it was. There was a girl who was only in the bar that night because her son was singing in a local talent show in a bar beside it. And that bar closed early. And then they came to our bar because we were open to one o'clock. And she wasn't drinking, she's disabled, and she had a disabled car. And she went out, moved her car, turned her lights on to look for my finger. And they asked her what drugs she was on. 
And she says, what do you mean? I don't take drugs. And he was like, oh, well, it says here you get this prescription and this. And she went, oh, that's prescription. He says, but it's drugs. So you're a liar. Like, that was the kind of level of stuff where he was getting people confused. And then I was like, these people are here to help me because something happened to me. And they're fucking ridiculing them. Like, yeah, yeah. And I just went, I want this to be over. And then the case didn't go. I just remember walking out of court and just going, fuck that. Like, you know, that was the first time. I remember saying to the cops when it happened, this is an opportunity for you because I'm from West Belfast that I'm actually letting the cops fucking deal with something to do with me because <laughs> normally if you let the cops into your house, you don't have a house when they go away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they fucked it up. They fucked it up. And it was the, it was just the whole justice system and, and Andrew but, was like, fucking hell. But actually, like, the, the night that it happened... Were you like in in? Sh- well, I was gonna say, were you in shock? I mean, probably would be the answer. But what I mean is, could you take it in? At I the knew time? exactly what happened, and I think the calm that I was at night, it wasn't me actually took. I something in my body took over, and was like, "This is how you deal with a situation." Yeah. Because if you like asked autopilot me, sort of thing. if you said to me, and I genuinely, if you went to ten doormen and says, "If a fella put your finger off, what would you do?" I'd knock his fucking that's what every one of them would tell you yeah. I did not do that that night and yeah. that went against me and that's what they in court they were like this is this guy this is what he done this is him over the years do you think this is what he would have done and it was like it went against me Yeah. do you know what I mean but I'm not angry no more forgive him for doing it even, yeah. do you know because I take the the thing now where I go it happened for a reason If I well, had got you in the stand up then 100% so there was that happened and for the sake of what the tip of a fucking finger yes if a third of the grip on it but I mean at the same sense there's worse happened that fell in the Maldives his son get killed on the door yeah yeah so yeah. it got me out of doing the door and it put me in a different path do you know yeah, what I mean yeah and I'm, and I'm doing something that I love doing now so everything happens for a reason I know it's mad to say it but that's, yeah, yeah. that's the way I look at it and you have to look at it I think. did you no joke did you fi- did they find you said there were people they who were found a finger did they find and it? genuinely they couldn't get it back the found no a load of doormen from different bars came and looked for the finger and one eventually found it and the reason they couldn't find it for so long was he had chewed it and it was amongst a load of cigarette butts and it looked like a chewed up cigarette butt and they give it to the police and the police put it into a bag with ice and phoned the hospital and the hospital says it's past needing it yeah and the cops threw it in the bin would you have wanted to keep it I would have wanted to go down to the bin the next day and get the fucking Bit of finger back. Well, she was Andre was going. Surely oh. they should have kept it for DNA from his mouth. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But they just threw it away, and they said at the time, I was like, "Why just throw it away?" And they were like, "We're not allowed to hold on to body parts." And I was like, "Well, I've seen fucking stuff online where you have fucking <laughs> kept on the body parts. That doesn't really matter, but maybe it changed then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was mad though. It was mad though. It, the, the the funniest thing of the whole when I was in the hospital, I got sent then. I went to the the city that night and they couldn't deal with it and this is you had to go to the Ulster to see a plastic surgeon and I was like am I that ugly like fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> no I need to go and fix your finger and I was like great and I went to the Ulster and genuinely like, there was kids coming in that had been in quad accidents and fu- the wee man in the fucking bed next to me had fell into a potato peeler and lost his arm how small was he? what? It was how small was he? he was an man? old man right? Eight, but a potato 
no, a big machine, so oh, he right. fell in that ripped his arm off, right? Oh, shit, so he sorry, was lying okay. next to me, and I was like, so they were coming in and going, this guy's fell in, that we can't do your surgery today. And I was like, Foxy, he fell in the potato peeler and lost his arm. I think I'll be all right. So he was lying in the bed next to it, and all my mates was coming up. Every single person that came to see me in the hospital either brought me coconut fingers or chocolate fingers. Or a laser pointer was an oarhang that was brought. Like, it was genuinely... <laughs> Anything associated with a finger. Yeah. Calvary's fingers. It was like subconsciously. Yeah. I don't think they meant it on purpose because I was going, this is fucking, like all the stuff sitting there, I was looking at it going, like this is a fucking joke here. Yeah. But he was sitting in the next, and load of boys come up and they're all making noise. And I says, look, I'm dead sorry. He says, don't worry about it. He says, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the crack. He was a wee farmer. And I was like, right, really old. <laughs> and I was like, are you okay? And he was like, ah, fuck, sure. Snapping hasn't happened before. And I went, what do you mean? The same machine ripped his other arm off two years before that. So he had both arms ripped off by the same machine. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the boys and I'm going, is he joking here? What? I, I, are you serious? He was like, ah, oh, fuck, I couldn't afford to get a new machine. Like, just, you know. And I went, you've no more arms now. <laughs> and the boys are sitting looking at him. He says, I like the way you broke, what the, do you you broke the news to him. And he, here he was, what do you mean? And here's me. The next thing I get tripped off when you go in there to try and get something that's stuck in your fucking head. So they'll be going in after it with your fucking mouth. And he was laughing. They were all sitting there and fucking... Here's me. You used to be the one arm bonded. Now you're no arm bonded. Like, do you know what I mean? What, why, did, why did he want spuds so badly? No, he, he was a spud farmer. All oh, right. But it was a machine in his farm. But, like, stuff like that happened. Which, which fucking brought me around a wee bit because you were sitting in the hospital. But genuinely all that. And then I got... The operation eventually on the Wednesday, and I was back on the roof on Thursday. And I remember going in on the Friday, and it was a job in Lisburn, and I was on the roof, and I just sat down. Everybody went down for their tea, and I rang Andrew Cram. And she was like, did it like hit you in a, del- in a delay? That's that's the day it hit me. Everything had been happening along, so I was off. And adrenaline as well, probably like. And then I. I was just sitting on the roof and I started crying. I phoned her and I was like, you may come with me. And she was like, why? And I says, I'm crying and I can't, I, I, I don't want to be crying, but I don't know how I'm doing it or what's happening. Yeah. And I think that, it just hit me. And then from that day on, it was just fucking the trauma from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it, for such a stupid wee thing, like. No, but it, it altered your life. Yeah. I, I, I think it was like stupid wee things. Like I was walking down steps after it and I went to grab a handrail. And the finger hit the wall, and it went up my nerves, and I let go of the handrail, and I went face first, and then I ended up splitting my head. You know, and I couldn't lift the chair at the time, but it was nine. You know, we yeah, things like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. what was annoying me, and then I couldn't function properly and work. Yeah. You know, I ended up losing the majority of business now. Because I got the cast off yesterday, and I'm podcasting today. You're doing some, But you were podcasting with the cast on, that's even... Do you know what I mean? So it's similar. It's up, up I, I'm there. like the guy in the taxi saying he's the same as Tupac. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're the Hollywood version of Paddy McDonald. Do you know what I mean? Well, I actually podcasted with a cast on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's fucking, it's mad that like most time you ask people what got you in the stand-up, I go, ah, school plays, you know, it's pretty funny on stage. You had your, your finger bitten off by a man and that in a way brought you to stand-up. Because I you were look, were you you were looking. Am I right in saying we've talked about this before a bit? But you needed like you lost like a purpose almost, or like you were. I just wasn't the same person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. fucking just wasn't the same. I was always a messer, always, 
Anybody went to school with me, I'll tell really? you. Messer. You? Fucking messer. <laughs> Clean messer, right? Always left and sold party, always messing about, always imitating Billy Connolly, doing voices, Paisley, Jerry Adams, fucking whatever. Always messing about, up for the crack, watching comedy, love comedy. And then after that, I just became dark and sad and fucking... I didn't know. I didn't know that it can damage you that way. Yeah, yeah. And And... It was just to pull me out of it. Andrew then says, what will I do? And somebody says, bring him to a comedy night. And I'll never forget it because my first gig was the night of the first day of the court case. So we were in court that day and it didn't last that long. It was throughout. Went right. to Declan Morgan, who was the highest judge in the land. And I was waiting on word from him the next day to find out it was going back in again. And we went and done my first gig that night. That's a mad time to start doing stand-up. Which, but the release from the stand-up must have been... Must I genuinely stood on the stage and went, I couldn't pay for the feeling I'm getting. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. buy stuff to make me feel the way I'm feeling. Yeah. yeah. It was just like... Oof. Because when you do stand-up, when it's go- like a good gig or whatever, you're, you can't think about nothing else. Yeah. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't. If you've got anything else going on, it goes away when you're doing stand-up. What was your first gig? Black box in in uh, cathedral, you know cathedral quarter mm-hmm. in the small room. Um, it w- I was to do seven minutes. I think I was eighteen years old, and um, I <laughs> so much of a gap between eighteen and years old there when I said that. I never um, imagined once that I was fucking thirty-one doing man, but sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally half your age when I started. Yeah. but um, but I. I I would have done it at some point, I think. Right. And I don't know why it was then. Well, I don't know why it was then because I was going to tech and I liked the freedom of that. I felt more, like, comfortable. The couple of years... Were you doing drama in tech? No. No, no. nothing like that. I was, do- I was doing all behind-the-camera stuff. Right. I would never have had the balls to do drama or act in a school play or anything like that. Do you know why I don't plays in school? No. And I hid it from my mates. Like genuinely, I remember hating from a mate that I like ACDC and fucking Led Zeppelin and listened to fucking all that. It was like, what are you listening to, Paddy? Scooter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. y- y- so I got a part in Seven Braids for Seven Brothers as Gillian. And I was like... In school? In a school, school, in a girl's school. And That's right. That, People, I'm sure, will have seen, if you haven't, watch the clip where Paddy talks about when he went to an old girl's school. And uh, which, with hindsight, was a, a very poor decision from them to allow that. I think it was a great one. And uh, but I was in the school <laughs> play, and I was hiding it from all my mates. Like, and I told all my family, "Don't tell anybody I'm doing this." What do you mean? Were you just hoping you'd be that good an actor? They wouldn't. Know, could you like change? No, your I face? didn't want them to know because people in the estate would knock my fucking for being in it. <laughs> That that was like I didn't want people. To Don't fuck. express yourself. <laughs> fucking Paddy's a fruit. Look, yeah. that was exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and no, in no, the yeah. nicest terms. Yeah. And I remember like the fourth night, I came out on stage and they were all in the front row, and it didn't slag me about it because I must have been shit. <laughs> <laughs> but because probably because you just fucking because you went for it. People. Well, no, I think I think what one of them did say to me was. We were going to slag a bollocks out of you, but then we seen you were on stage with all them birds, and they were like, right. fly bastard. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? But um, I, I, I wish I had it done. I always wanted to, to yeah. do like drama or, but then I think if I had it done it when I was younger, 
it might have like put me off or something. I think I I also think I came to it at the right time. Yeah. But like my the first gig I did was shit. I was so bad. But how, did you hate the gig or did no. you love it? I loved the feeling, but I, I but I forgot all what I was going to talk about. I got by because I was just improving then about the fact that it was my first gig and I was doing so badly. And I looked when I was eighteen. I looked fourteen, so people felt so bad for me, and they were like. It was like watching your kid on stage. How long did it take you, do you think, to become, like... Good at stand-up? You'd done, you done, you done a good gig. It, it was weird for me because my second gig was brilliant. Right. And then after that, it wasn't. Right. So it was like, my second gig was like a false dawn. So mm -hmm. I did the first one, said, I love doing that. I'm so proud that I did it. I'm, I'm But I'm not going to do stand-up What year again. was that? Do you oh, remember? 2007. Maybe. And then I started doing it in 2011. Yeah. But I, I, my first gig was shit. And then I, I got the, I got curious about it again. I was like, maybe do it one more time. And it was brilliant. And I was like, I do this now. And I'm really good at it. And then from the third gig on, it's never good again for a long time. I just got lucky with... I remember really seeing you, your first gig was in Dungannon. And I thought you were good in Dungannon. Your first gig was in Dungannon. Your the first gig I seen you. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the my second gig the in competition, and I thought you were good, and then I seen you in the pavilion, and I thought you were shite. Yeah, and then I seen you again after that, and you were brilliant again. But I went through. I also had a period of about four years where I was shit at stand up, and it was around the time me, Colin, Mickey, and Sean were always doing gigs together, and I. I think I was just trying to like find where you were, what you were doing. Trying to be other comedians, like not like the material, but their I style. Th I think it wasn't until you started really doing like stuff talking about your dad Yeah, that you started like real things. Ah, yeah, like things, things that was happening that. to you. I also think I was trying to be cool for a long time. Mm. You know, like maybe I, know, I, I have seen the videos of you just trying to do rapping and stuff. Me trying to rap, oh. MCBs or stuff. Not MCBs, sir. Before that, did you do flicking beans? No, that's Dave. Wasn't that you? No, that's not me. They took they took that off YouTube. Do you remember? Yeah, they took it off. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, it's my MCBs or stuff is genuinely a great body of work. Uh, no, I I've seen it. Excuse me. Woke, seen woke up in Lima Valley and all yeah. that. Like, you're not as close to the. New Lodge 2 pack like but well that's what I'm hoping to be but if you maybe changed your voice to sound like a deaf man maybe you would yeah. <laughs> you would reach the heights that you want to reach what's the worst have you like do you break bones when you're younger like what's the worst injury I, I've uh, the worst one for me was the isn't it the metatarsal is it or the cartilage in your knee yeah and it locks well met metatarsal in your foot metatarsal the meniscus in your foot. it's the one the, cartilage, not the, the cartilage goes the in and the leg locks right the cartilage goes into your kneecap and it locks. You yeah. can't bend the leg. But did you not do injuries as a kid? I feel like you would have broken a lot of stuff as a kid. No. Running about. See, I don't have weak bones like you. Do you know what I mean? I don't have weak. Bo I don't have weak bones. Well, it broke. You can't be a superman and fucking have a thing. But it gets. They were ex describing it to me like if I've got this wrong. When your bone bone heals from a break, uh -huh. it gets stronger. Right. So every six months, I'm just going to break another bone on purpose. Uh -huh. And then I'm going to be like Iron Man. The only bone know? that's broken me is the one that your mom bit through to get the finger off. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It sort of trumps mine a wee bit. But I haven't broken anything. Like a, a toe maybe. Yeah. Finger. 
finger. That finger was broken like a bit too. What wait, what was the first time you did the door? What was that like? Your first? Do you remember your first ever like shift as a doorman? Um, in Belfast. Yeah. Or did or did you do it in America for the first time? Right, right, right. Um, and then what was it like coming back here to do the door? Strange because it was like you were doing bars and you knew the people. Right. And did that mean you got an easier time or a harder time? Uh, from some people, I. Do you know what I mean? It, it also meant that they knew where I was going to be for a certain amount of hours. Yeah. So if they had, like when I met Andre and we were going out early on, I remember we went out for like a Valentine's meal with her friends and she was like, do not let me down because every bar I went into, somebody wanted to feed you. And I was like, I won't let you down. And where are we going? We're going to a wee restaurant in Aldi Town, dead on. Sitting there, had the meal. Where are we going now? Caffrey's. And I went, fuck me. <laughs> Were you like, like a wrestler putting on the elbow pads? I was just like, like, this isn't go. good, Andre. Like, and she went, just you don't. Now, in fairness, Liam Shannon, who runs the Fate Academy Ireland, he was uh, doing the door and all that. So I sort of went to myself, well, they all know me and they know I'm not going to fucking do anything. But I w we literally walked into the place and Andre says, but the girls were going to the toilet, will you just get a drink? In? And I went over to the bar with the two fellas that I had just met that night who were boyfriends of her friends, right? And I stood at the bar and a guy turned with four pints, just looked at me, dropped the pints and just fucking headbutted me. <laughs> so Andrew and the girls came back from the toilet and I'm outside and Liam Shannon was going, like he didn't do anything, your man headbutted him. And Andrew was going, I fucking knew you were just, and I was like, I genuinely didn't do anything. I, I, I didn't even lift my hand back then. Yeah. And the guy was like, you and your mates when we were 15, knocked my fucking. And I was like, were. And he was like, St. James's. And I was going, who was my mates? And he told me, and he said, was I or? No, but they were your mates. You know, and I was like, man, you're fucking joking here. Yeah. Like. So Andrew was annoyed at you, you for getting headbutted? Yeah. So she went, I oh, write that on, you didn't start something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That was, that was like a time you got hit in the head with a bat. Oh, in into so much The night before, went back on the door because of COVID. <laughs> like, it's fucking, you can't even fucking write it. That was mistaken identity, was it? Well, so to say. But you got into trouble. For, someone just fucking bump, bumped you. I got out of a van and got hit over the head by a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got in trouble for it. Yeah, because Andrew was like, you brought the cops to the door. And I was like, I know, but I got hit over the head by a baseball bat. I dead on. Is that what happened? You just so happened to be dropping your van off in Ballamurphy and the guy was there about baseball bat looking for somebody in the van. And I was like, yeah, that's basically what happened. And she was like, I oh, right that on. And she wasn't talking to me. And it was mainly because I was bringing something in right. for dinner. COVID had happened. Right. And I was like, no, I was fucking bring something in for dinner. And I was like, right, I'll be up in two minutes. I dropped the stuff in for dinner and says, stick it on. I'll finish it. I'll be back in 20 minutes. I'm dropping the van to Bella Murphy. He'll drop me back up again. And that's it. Didn't come back until half nine. And the cops were with me. And she was like, what about dinner? And I was like, what about my head? Just... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And she was like, really fell out with me over it. She was like, I'm scundered. Took the kids to bed. And everybody up here, we've just moved in and everybody thinks we fucking the cops at the door, right? And I was like, right, the next day I go into the Safeway to... and your man done the thing and it was That's all over the fight. internet and I'm sitting going, At once it all stopped, my Fitbit was broke, <coughs> my phone was broke. <laughs> My phone was going, de -de 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 like, I mean, it, my phone had never went like that. If anyone doesn't know, 
Barry beat the fuck out of someone outside the shop. <laughs> you were doing security at the shop. And so I'm, what I was a COVID inspector. <laughs> inspector McDonald. I was hygiene and COVID fucking personnel. I wasn't doing the door. I didn't have my bad, so I wasn't doing the door. At, at the Wawa? All at the spa? At the, spa, the Wawa <laughs> spa and the fucking... That is a Wawa spa! <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> fuck me, it went round the world in 10 minutes. And I just remember going, how do I explain this one to her? Like? Yeah. And I, I just sent her a message just going, you're going to see videos. And she went, what do you mean going to see? The, like, everybody has rang me. Yeah. And she was like, is that your mom from last night? And I was like, no. And she went, so this is a different guy all the guy. And I was like, yes. You could, here's the thing. Only if you knew you could you tell that it's, you, like, you could be like, oh, that definitely is Patty. But it got sent into our comedians group. And then you obviously were dealing with stuff at the time so you didn't see us chatting about it at the time but somebody was like James McKegney or someone's like is this Patty and I didn't watch the video and just went probably whatever it is probably. yes it's mad the videos are about because I said that you see when I was younger the videos weren't about right but if they had it been but you tell the stories and people's like did it really happen yeah, whereas yeah, them yeah. ones is like no I can see it yeah. do you know what I mean yeah but doing the door in there was the toughest door I've ever done right in my life yeah Oh, at the spar? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? I can deal with drunk fellas and yeah. drunk women and put them out of fucking bars and clubs. No problem. Yeah. Put them out, close the door, it's done. But a wee woman that can't fucking get her post office money and a fucking carrier at a fucking quarter to nine in the morning is very hard to fucking deal with. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not... It, down to her, there wasn't COVID. Right, yeah. No, no there no, was a girl turning up with eight of her family members and you were going two at a time. Where was Springfield Road? Uh, two COVID, ten, COVID got put out. Two at a time and they were going, what do you mean? Yeah. We always go to Garda fucking shop on yeah. Monday morning and I'm like, but I can only let two at a time in. Yeah. But we're a family. I, I know, but it's two at a time. Yeah. But I don't get what you're saying. You can yeah. let eight of us in and another one person because that's only two. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have an extra fucking toe on your foot, but like, come on the fuck, like. You could have got it. What's that, the extra Stuck toe? On. The extra toe? Yeah. Uh, Would have fucking got pulled off in a potato peeler probably. I fe- I, I'm literally going to be in bed tonight and remember that guy in the fuck with no arms and a potato peeler and burst into tears. Do you know what? The wee man's probably dead now. <laughs> He's probably well, dead. Yeah, hopefully. Because <laughs> it was in 2006, 2007. He's probably dead now because he was fucking well on there. Imagine you had to go up to the hospital for something and you just saw him in a bed. You'd, you'd just know. There would just be a body. There would yeah. just be a body and they'd be like, is that Spot. fucking James the farmer? Yeah. Ah, I got his legs and his fucking head, so it did. It's just a torso. It, got his head. it would just be a wee torso, still fucking picking but still still picking potatoes and cumber. <laughs> With his arse cheeks or something. Oh Jesus Christ. What a wee man, like fucking wasn't put off by the first arm getting ripped off, fucking went in again, the same machine like. For, yeah, rip my arm off once, shame on you. Rip my second arm off. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be at this game. Why did you not get a new potato pillar? Or pillar? He says it fucking cost me an arm and a leg. Genuinely, it was something like that. Like he didn't say them words, but he says it was too much money and it was an old yeah. machine. But it would jam, and he would have had to get in to fucking get it with a stick, and then it was getting pulled in. The last um, year, we haven't really talked about. Oh, you haven't done since like your Ulster Hall show and all that, and now you got a waterfront show. Happening. Yes, 12th of November, tickets flying out, like, over half sold. But Does, plenty are, like, ticket links and all out there. Ticket master. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Will you promo my shows? Uh-huh. You're like that doctor. Listen, see Shane Todd listen, Opera's fucking See if somebody wants tickets to my shows, they'll get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll fucking get them. Yeah. Because I'll tell you why. People go to my shows are used to getting stuff that you're not mad to get. Yeah. Do you know, I had a phone call on Facebook yesterday from a fella that I haven't seen. I played five or seven with him twice. And I have him on Facebook. And he rang my Facebook and was like, here... I had a fucking ticket to your show next week, but fucking no, it happened. I was fucking, I was going on a wee holiday, and I said to her, fuck it, I, I, will I fly out the next day, or, nah, fuck it, I, I don't even really know, Patty. But no, I've done it, just sold the ticket, but nah, I'm not going on the holiday, so, because we haven't got the kids fucking vaccinated, and she hadn't got a booster. So I want the ticket back now, and your mom won't give me the ticket back, and I was on my mate, and I was like, I don't give out to your cousin, I go down and fucking see the cunt, I want the ticket back, and he won't give me it back, Paddy. But long story short, I wrapped the store, he's not answering, so can you get me in? Yeah. And I was like, I don't have any control of tickets, mate. What do you mean you don't have any control? It's your fucking show, like, it's you, you're on the poster. You don't have, you didn't have tickets, like, you weren't knocking tickets out for cheaper, and I was like, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Oh my god. See if there's a ticket comes up, will you let me know? Yes, because I definitely want you in my show. Your tickets aren't available at Ticketmaster, they're available at Nuts Corner. Available anywhere. Yeah. People knocking fake ones out and all. Genuinely know people, like they messaged me and told me that they get into my show in the Oster Hall with a fake ticket. Oh, that's not what you want to hear. I know. Why would they tell me? Speaking of Ulster Hall, right, please do me a favour. If you can't because of material, whatever, I... Had tears in my eyes at the Ulster Hall show, mm-hmm. right? When Is that because you lost were, your iPhone? Because people were clapping for someone else. Um, oh, I thought I'd lost my phone, and it was in my boot the whole time, and I was looking for it backstage. But and you know, you, to be fair, do you know, do you your know, etiquette was ten out of ten. Do you know what? All my mates went. He fucking thought we took that because we're from West Belfast. Of course it did. And I went, yeah. Pierce and I were waiting outside. I found it. Shane was going. One of these cunts have lifted it. Yeah. Do you know what happened? I ended up being on the floor picking up peanuts and Chris off that floor while everybody was away partying after my show and that done my balls in and I went I'm not I'm not inviting a squad like that back you ever. helped me look for my phone straight after you came off stage from the biggest show you'd done at that point and I was like that's it because I thought one of my mates stole your phone one of your <laughs> mates went one of your oh, two of your mates walked into your changing room as I was walking out with their wives or whatever and the guy looked at me he's bald a bit, uh-huh. or if he's not, he should be. And he goes, "I have your, f- I got, you, I picked up your phone there. I've got your phone." And I knew he didn't, but it was worth me asking. And he was like, "Yes, I have. It's in my jacket here. Do you want it?" And I went, "Yeah." And he went, "Ah," and showed me his COVID card. And I remember thinking, if he died tonight, it would be a pot. It would be a good thing, right? In your eyes? Yeah. And then I got back to the car. Obviously, I had phoned the police, right? Because it was about eight fellas from my spell fast in the changing room. And then, I was like, they might not have stolen my phone, but they're doing something. Uh-huh. Um, and I, the, my phone was in my boot the whole time. See? I had everyone in the venue looking for it. I had staff on their just, knees. You just wanted to steal a lamb, right? I, I just know. knew, he's me, he's put that I in know. his car. Your encore was to search for my phone. Yeah. Um, But I understand <coughs> if you don't want to tell this full story. But you've done the show, so I'm thinking you might. I had tears in my eyes laughing when you were talking about Bumper. Because sometimes when I see someone talking about a person in stand-up, I picture them in my head. Uh And as you're saying it, 
I was picturing an act out and I was sitting beside Aaron Butler and Rory Woods and I, I must have given them both dead legs. The, the amount I was slapping their leg, I just couldn't control my laughter uh-huh. about going into the woman's house and like demanding a fry. Yeah. And that sort of, and then going, like. He put her nanny on. No, but, sorry, to take it back. This, were you his apprentice? Were you, you I was, I was basically point? his apprentice. Yeah, I was, I was just sent in to learn Did, how, how did you, you, you know, you knew yeah. him before this? No, no, didn't know him Bumper? before. Didn't, didn't know this guy. And do you know what? When I met him, I thought I was mad. I was like, what? Like, this guy's fucking another level. What was he, painter decorator? No, no, no. Joiner. 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 Still is a joiner. And an absolute fucking lunatic of the highest order. Yeah. But you wouldn't, if you seen him in the street, you wouldn't think it. Right. But he's just one of them people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, and his real name's not Bumper, by the way. Right. That's not a surreal question. I wouldn't say this guy's name because he, he would turn up at your house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he, you were, you had the shadow of him. Can you tell a story about about him putting the outfit on and the and the the, the husband coming back and all that? What the, we went? What, so what happened was the first day was I had to go and fit George with him. Eighteen, right. fucking seventeen. Eighteen, eighteen. Right. And. Uh, I get sent to go and work with him doing the door. So the boss who employed me brought me up. He says, you're working with Bumper. And his exact <laughs> words was, give it a chance. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I know you're a wee bit of a rocket, right? <laughs> and I know you're up for a bit of a laugh. Just give it a chance. Because I don't want you phoning me in the night and going, I can't, that, that's too much. This guy obviously hasn't been diagnosed with something when he was a kid. Right. Do you know, he was just, he's a fuck agent, is, is the, the term they would have given to somebody then. But this guy definitely is just like, just 100 mile an hour. I'm at him and he's just, he's chewing, chewing gum, always chews, chewing gum, oh, clean and all, like, he's not that he's, but he's just mental. And he was like, well, but clean. what's happening? But clean, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but he had a mullet, I remember he had a mullet, and he wore double denim. Right. Like, it was a, but he called it a Wrangler jacket. Yeah. He had a Wrangler jacket and a shirt. So he, he wasn't like a dirty joiner. It's not like your typical. When people picture a joiner, they can see he's only with mastic all over dirty. He was always clean. You know, but he didn't wear them trousers. Now. He wore jeans and boots and a wee shirt and a Wrangler jacket. And he had a mullet. So he was like fucking chocolate hot dog or something. It's fucking hard to describe this guy. But he was as fit as fuck. He could do push-ups and his fucking knuckles. Like, you know, he would do them everywhere and show people. Like, do one harder one. So I'm fit. But he was like fucking dead cheeky. And he just literally went, we're working in here. You get the tools. So all the tools lifted out of the van. He walked up the driveway, just fucking straight in the door. And the girl was like, what? Who are you? He was like, ways up. Fucking <laughs> out of your doors. Fucking fuck up. What are you doing? What are you watching? Fucking shit something on the TV. Jerry McHale or something. Turn that off the fuck. Get a bit of music or football or something on for us. And she's going, What? And this girl was like, what? But she was sort of smiling, like, is he serious? Is this? She was near enough, you would have thought, looking for a camera, thinking it was like a... And he was like, wait, I can get the tea on the fuck, come on, the boys get these doors on, I'm on the fuck. And she was like, are you serious? And he's like, if you want your fucking doors on, you may get the fucking cattle on, I fucking need fed and water, do you my bastard, no? And I'm just standing there going... And I turned around, and your man that employed me was away, and I was like, and he was like, come on you, come on, the fuck, have you hung doors before? He hadn't hung doors before, we see a state of your door when he does it, and I was going. <laughs> and I hadn't hung a door, you know what I mean? So I was sort of going, and I was going, I'm only apprentice, and here he was, listen to him, I'm only apprentice, he's fucking 26, look at him, and all. 
No, uh, and your woman was going, for God's sake, here, have you got a stick of fry on? She was going, I haven't got anything in for a fry here. So you make it up the fucking bakery and get two sassy drolled baps or something for me and him. Do you want a sassy drolled bap? Oh, he wants a sassy drolled bap. Put, put red sauce. No, I don't like red sauce. What do you mean you don't like red sauce? It was only a month yet. I know I wouldn't take it. I don't want that. I never had, you know, see, if you couldn't say no to him. Right, yeah, yeah. Where he was, he had the fucking sassy drolled bap stuck in their face and all, do you know what I mean? And then he he went up the stairs. I'll do the doors up the stairs. You go in there, and I was sort of relieved that he had left the room. Yeah. And the girl was out in the kitchen, sort of all flustered, going, "What the <laughs> fuck just happened? And who is these two mad fuckers in my house?" Yeah. And the next minute, I'm unpacking. He says, "Take that door off down there." And I went, "Right." So I got a screwdriver out. I'm trying to fucking all painted in hinges, and I, I was really trying my hardest. And next minute, he just went, "Paddy." I turned around. I'd literally met him 10 minutes before. Yeah. So I'd met him as much as your woman had met him. And he had the fucking silk negligee on. <laughs> Hers? Hers. Like it was like a big pink, you know, and it had the frills here. And the fucking silk, no waistcoat, but he had his boots on, but he was fucking completely naked underneath it. And I was like, did he just take everything off up the stairs? And I just remember hearing my heart. Do you know when your body starts going boom, 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 and I went. Was she downstairs? And she's, I'm, it's a wee tiny house in her floor, so I'm looking in the kitchen. She's standing, fucking fiddling about, and he's up the stairs going all this here, no putting his leg out, no. And he was. There was an advertisement used to be out where it was like a stripper, like a chicken soup or something, and your man, what's new, pussycat? Whoa! Right. But he was singing that, and he was dancing about. And I was going, what in a good name of fuck? What the fuck? And she started walking out, and I was like, hold on, I do. And she was like, what do you mean, hold on? I need to go up the fucking stairs, I have to run down the bakery and get him a sassy drove bap, and I'm going, oh, fuck me. And I, sh- I was going, I guess the heaven, he was going. And I'm holding her, holding him, and she was like, what you, you mad bastard? And she pushed past me, and I remember going, oh, for fuck's sake, yes, he is. And next minute, the door in the bathroom just shut and she went up the stairs she was like, what are you doing you boy you know what's he laughing at here he was I'm having a fucking shit you mad fucking bitch and I just went oh my here she was are you serious you would do that in somebody else's house here he was it's fucking turf lords and I'm alone for fuck's sake there's nobody ever shit in this toilet before and all I'm going She's going to walk into her room and see her nanny away. Well, she didn't anyway. She went, didn't get changed and went up the shop. And he, and I was like, are you serious? And he was like, what? It's only a bit of crack, fuck's sake. And I was like, it's the girl's fucking clothes and your balls and everything is in them. And <laughs> What the fuck? I just remember ringing the fella that night. And he went, listen, no mobiles back in. Like, yeah. generally, they were only coming in. And I was like, is this guy? And he went, listen, he's a brilliant joiner. <laughs> And I was like, he may well clean. be. Uh, yes. He says, but he's a fucking head case. And I was like, you've no idea. He was oh, no, I've worked with him before. He says, no, he says, you'll learn loads with him. Just stick with it. Yeah. And then the, the second thing was the fucking pilot's outfit that he stole from the fucking fancy dress shop. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was just one thing. Like, that's only th- I've only told three stories about him. Yeah. I've 20 to 30 more ones. Yeah. And some of them I can't even tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like genuinely turned up one time in full suspenders, knickers, thong, bra, like full on, and walked about the set. <laughs> and everybody was just like, why? Yeah. Why would you even yeah. do that? Yeah. And here he was. This is the one I was reading last night. And we were, I know, but you're wearing, yeah. you, you're wearing full girls' underwear, <laughs> balls hanging out. 
And the four mamas from fucking... The four men were from Toom. There were a couple of brothers. They were doing the whole job. And they were like, is this guy... What the fuck? Like? And I was like... Just bumper. That's bumper. That's, that's a Monday. That's, that's a Monday. Wait until he gets there for anything. He's getting excited about going out in the pier. Do you know what I mean? Have you had... Um, from the shows and podcast clips and all that... How many people that you're talking about... Reached out to you about it? And have you got any... Uh, any bother or anyone have you had anyone mad being like what about this one tell this one about me you know what I mean um if the guy who went my stag do who worked the door with me who had the night vision goggles and all so that what what happened there? I watched that clip the other day I went and found it on my own fucking that Facebook his sons were commenting on the Facebook that's clip right and I sent one of my messages and I says, has he seen it yet? And he went, has he turned up at your door yet? And I went, no. And he went, well, he hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, right. <laughs> so I remember like two weeks down the line, this guy sent me a message and I knew he was a doorman because he was standing in black clothes and his profile picture like this. Yeah. Or I'd say the butcher shop. Is this, is this such and such that works for us in the such and such bar? And I didn't reply to him and he went, your silence lets me know it is. This is confirmed. Right. And he showed him it. Oh, no. And he, he, the, the message to get back to me was, if you had a man's name, it'd be different. I'd have killed you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was exactly the message to get sent back. And for like six months, never spoke to me. Now, not that we would be speaking every day. Yeah. I was doing work at the side of my house and this was a year later. I was installing a toilet in the house so I had to dig the side up to go into the sewer pipe. And he drove up the street and seen, I seen him looking down my driveway and seen me halfway look around. Parked his car, walked down and I was like, well, what's happening? And he kicked me in the head. <laughs> and walked away. And I sort of, uh, he just kicked me in the head. And then he came back and took a photo of me in the hole. <laughs> I laughed and then went, I'm going to make you famous on the internet now. And I was like, well, with what? Like, I'm yeah. just in a hole and you've just kicked me in the head. And there was like muck on my face because I dug out muck and he had kicked it under me. And here he goes, is that not funny? And I was like, no. And he's like, right and he went away and then they obviously he must have been doing something he came back again and he was like oh, I'll just say sorry about that I should have kicked you in the head and I was like <laughs> yeah I know and he was like that's to get and I was like right okay and he's like do you want a hand wet and I says well I'm struggling a wee bit because I was digging a hole right. and here he was jump out and I'll jump in and dig because super fit right and he jumped in and basically died. Like it was like 30 foot down and he dug the hole and then ended up putting the pipe on for me and then done the pipes in the toilet and then ended up doing the whole job. I thought I was going to die and I was digging the hole. I was fucking digging the hole that he was going to bury me in. Right. Yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah, felt yeah. like to me. Jesus He's a what I would not argue with him. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't win the fight. There's no point even saying, oh, what are you going to do? Going that? There's no point even saying back to him, oh, I dead on, you're not going to knock my ball. He'll do the thing. He'd have killed you. Let me ask you about Waterfront. Oh, Limelight has sold out. 
yes. the COVID show you're doing? Yeah. Was that, did you just have a load of material by COVID that you're not going to be able to use anymore? So you're like, fuck it, let me just put on a one-off? No, what basically happened was I had two gigs at Christmas and they got cancelled and I needed money for January. So I fucking right. sat just saying, what am I going to here? Yeah. Um, and I wrote a show just sitting, just about COVID and I went, fucking that's all material. And he may just fucking give it a go. Yeah. So I just sold tickets. So I don't even know if it's any good, but I suppose people will tell Only me. Only one way to find out. Isn't it? Do it. Do you know what I mean? Wet Waterfront's November. November the we'll put 12th. The t- we'll put the ticket link in and stuff. So don't worry about that. But yep. um, have you... Here's the thing. You, uh, you like, think about, like, the stage and stuff. Like, when you had those, like, panel, that, like, light thing mm-hmm. that you had. I don't know what it is, but, like, that was, like... Most people, myself included, just stage drop. You mean the, back, the, the yeah. backdrop? Yeah, like so that. the backdrop of the stage. Yeah, which is the technical term for it. The backdrop. Oh, uh, you, you, you said that like somebody from fucking West Belfast that didn't know the technical term for something. The fuck? No mm. stage thing where fucking things at the baggy like <laughs> with your name on it. Like you had that, which looked class. So for waterfront, you do something like that. Like you already thinking about the show. Or you do it later down there. I always leave it till about two months to a month before. Very last minute. Yeah. But of an idea what I want to do. But I, I don't think the Ulster, the Ulster Hall's backdrop, I hated that whole organ thing. And I watched yeah. the next stuff of people. It dominates the room. And them stupid things behind you and stuff. So yeah. I just wanted. And then it was a mate of mine that does them like boxes, Senko and uh, Chris Moss. Anybody's looking at any work. And, uh, so West Belfast. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> no to say. And uh, if anyone's looking anywhere, he used to be West Belfast, but he's moved up now and uh, lives in the mountain. And <laughs> but uh, he he basically came to me, and I just says I'm looking something here, and he was like, "What about this?" And I was like, "That's amazing." He says, "Well, I can put them on stage." So because we did the one year Ulster Hall when we were filming, did we didn't we like the light cancelled out the organ? There was like a way to do it where we like here's a hang prior. We did fucking She landed it up from above so there's no shadow of it. There's fucking twenty torches prior coming down. Did you get offered the curtain? No. I got offered the curtain. I I rented a gold curtain for a show once and then didn't use it and it was so dear. I didn't use it. Well the curtain in the Ulster Hall was about a grand for to drop a curtain down over the top of it. You know someone who get a curtain for... Oh, but they wouldn't let us bring our own carpet in. Uh, I, the, do you know what I mean? I could have. I could have yeah. got the whole thing dressed in, but... For 40 quid? No. Let me ask you, finally, things... I'll ask you things. Do you think you could get this stuff within an hour? Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Go so ahead. if I would say to you, cold, Patty, I need X. Do you know someone who can get X right. in an hour? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Do you know someone who could, who could get a crossbow in an hour? No, because he's insane. Do you know someone who could get a fake passport in a, in a day? No, I've never came across fake passports. Fake driving license? This feels license. like I'm in the fucking brew here or something. Fake driving license? No, but I can get... I know somebody that can get you your license. Like if you fucking constantly are failing it, they'll get you a license. Like you can get buy your driving your, test. You, you can buy, your buy it. Test. Yes. How much would that cost? I don't know. I haven't inquired. I didn't need it. Original Harry Potter books in an hour. Fuck's sake. Possibly. <laughs> because it did the door in Castle Street, right? 
So naturally, like, yeah, like I'm not even. The reason why I'm saying to you about that is there was a guy, and all he done, they called him Waterstones. His name was Waterstone. That was his nickname, because all he done was was get books to order. And the people that bought them books, I can tell you fucking now, were people that worked in Queens, and students in Queens, because the books were so expensive, and they were coming to Castle Street, and he would go and steal you whatever book you wanted. You just gave him the order, and he went and got them. Books aren't that dear. A book? Have you bought books? What? No. Right. Do I look so like how do you books? fucking know books aren't that dear? Say you have to buy five books for a Textbooks, course. Textbooks? Oh, why they'd be there, wouldn't they? Yeah. I've never read. Some things were... F- like, they were, he was coming to my books, and he was going... Like, she got that one for twenty seven fifty, like, but it's fucking 82 quid in the fucking shop, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so he yeah, was, yeah. I remember... But he again, made a living doing that. I remember when we were at Tech, being outside WH Smith in Royal Avenue, and one of the Harry Potter DVDs had come out, and a fella, as we were standing outside waiting for someone in the class or whatever, ran in, lifted probably 80 of these DVDs, straight back down Royal Avenue, and as he passed us, he <laughs> He just passed us, sprinted and went, Harry Potter, that's a way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. He's gone. He was gone. I'll never forget that for as long as I live. We were talking the other day, I can't remember what it was, I think it was actually an interview, but there was a wee cobbler shop. A shop oh, the back of the cast court? No, this one was, do you know where Leisure World would have been? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's Is what that what you're about. talking yeah, about? Yeah. Yep. And it was on the corner, and there was this wee man, and he was like that. And I remember, out of all my mates, like it was like, if you can get that, if you can get that we display wee man, man, if you get the man, like that would have been it. <laughs> and in my head, I was going, I ain't going to get that. And then I think the day that I went, hey, I ain't going to go down and get that this Saturday. I obviously wasn't thinking straight. And then I had the wee moment where I looked in the shop and I went, like, genuinely, what the fuck are we going to do? Plus, forget it. Probably a wee old boy runs that, like. Nah, your mum was big as fuck and I knew you would have knocked my fucking. So I, <laughs> I sort of went, you know what, it's not worth it, do you know what I mean? That would be, that would be decent to have a living room. It was, though, different, it? it was different when you were getting stuff for Valentine's Day for wee birds and all that there, do you know what I mean? You just went down and got your, you know, fair play to that wee lodger come, I think he gets you Thorntons every fucking year. But it says Jessica on it, your name's Elaine, like, do you know what I mean? It was just, you, fucking, you were stealing the display, and done it. What was the first thing you ever shoplifted? Probably when I was a kid, I stole it. My ma would have bought me a matchbox car every week. I collected them when I was a kid. Yeah. And there was two, and I couldn't decide in one. And I was going to my ma, she was going, you can't get two, you can get it next week. And I was like, no, really, like both of these are only put out. They'll not be here next week. And she's like, you're not getting two, you can only get one. And you I was sold like, the oh. She was like, pick one, that's it. So I stuck one in the pocket. And I remember walking out the door with my ma sweating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like sweating. You're like, I could go to my gallery. Everyone place. was looking at me. Everyone in the shop was looking at me. They all knew. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, in my yeah, head, yeah. I was going, they all knew. And uh, I remember getting home and I hid that up the stairs. But when I came home, I run into the house and run straight up. And my man knew that I normally would have went in and got all the matchboxes out because I had a wee lorry and you could take them all out of the side of it. And she followed me up and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing, nothing, nothing. She's like, what are you doing? And, uh, I ended up she fucking found it I took the car like and she was like did you get to keep it? no fucking didn't she brought me back down the shop and she made me tell the mom and then every week going with my ma I felt like they were all though and I wouldn't even touch the car so I would just go out one yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) 
classic. I'm not allowed to touch the cars. Hands that was what she said. Yeah. You're, you're not allowed to touch anything in the shop. So yeah. like for fucking months, I walked about with my hands on the thing. What's the last thing you shoplifted? Uh, Asking for a friend. Constable. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> and I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't. It was a card. From I thought you were going to say a car. I was like, that probably no, was, was a, on purpose. It was a card. Right. Because what happened was, Andrea went to work and I had the two youngest kids. And she was like, what are you doing today? And I was like, I don't know, I'll take them somewhere. And we went to Funky Monkeys. <coughs> and, uh, which was a disaster because I forgot that the two-year-old, you need to put a nappy on her when you're doing stuff like that. So we're toilet training her. And I didn't. And we went in, and straight away when you went in, the girl was like, right, they can go and play, just make sure their shoes and blah, 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 blah. Keep their socks on. Yes, dead on, dead on. I says, look, I want to order them chicken cushions and chips. Can they order it now? She says, no, you have to walk around there and do it. So the two kids went to play. I ordered that. She says, it'll take 10, 15 minutes. Sat down, set everything out, done whatever your parent does. Went, where the fuck's my phone? Because I'm not even looking after my kids in here, which you're meant to be doing. <laughs> and the next minute, the four-year-old came over and went, Korea wet herself yeah. I was like fuck's sake how bad is it like you know can you get it is it a wee bit or and I, her jeans were completely saturated and socks everything and I was like I've just ordered fucking 20 quid bit of food here for these ones. Yeah. I'm just in the place it was 12 quid to go in so I done what any parent would done and I went where is she lifted her and took her into the mother changing toilets Yeah. and stripped her all down and then was drying her jeans and her socks on the fucking dryer. Yeah. And she was on the wee table that pulled out. And the last thing I had to do was her pants. But she kept fucking trying to get off. So I put them over the top of the wee silver thing. <laughs> and was turned around and let that constantly be on. And they went and fire. The smoke must have hit the fucking thing. How did you steal a card? And then you went to... No, so this is what I was telling you, right? So what basically <laughs> happened was... The fire alarm went off in Funky Monkeys and I had to get everybody out of the place. And I kept walking out and the girl was like, you have to get out. And I was like, right. And she says, it was like fire or something somewhere. And they're <laughs> looking everywhere. And I had these pair of pants in my pocket and the smoke was still coming out of my pocket from them. <laughs> so I says, I'm just going to run down the shop. So I run down the shop, was all flustered. So I had a vacuum Funky Monkeys because I was trying to drop her knickers on the fucking hand dryer. And I went down the stairs, and when I was in, I went, I grabbed the stuff for dinner. So I grabbed the stuff for dinner, and the card was in the bottom of the fucking thing. Uh, and I put it through the self-checkout, and I put, so I just, it genuinely, but I didn't go back and pay for it. Right, well, that's a police matter now, so. Yeah. Didn't, not make but that was, that was recently. Yeah. So it was only well, like, a couple weeks ago. Clip that, Michael, and forward it on. And put it on. Info at psni.com. Um, yeah, ticket links for, we'll put ticket link for Waterfront in the description. It was actually a get well soon card for you, for your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to, it's better. Medical Marvel. Medical Marvel. Medical Marvel. Um, so for any paramilitaries out there, don't worry about it. Like, you can just do him in now because <laughs> <laughs> he won't feel it. Um, cheers for coming on. Always no appreciate it. Thank and you. Um, we'll be, I'll be at the Waterfront Show. Cheers. Thank you.